Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannette. And we have a special guest on our episode today. We are talking to Gabrielle Hartley. Hi, Gabrielle. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Um, You have a lot of different titles. You are a divorce attorney, a mediator. You're an author of your own book um, that's called Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate which we really enjoy that word. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you do a bunch of different stuff uh, around all those different different titles. So we wanted to invite you on to our um, podcast because a lot of our listeners are, well, all of our listeners, I think, are stepmoms um, who are kind of past that divorce phase with their partner, but they're in the thick of co-parenting, blended families, parenting plans, high conflict situations, and you have tons of experience in working with this particular topic. <laughs> I do, yeah. yes. So, so we yeah, to I, your expertise. Um, so, um, I'm happy to share whatever you want to know. So, ask <laughs> gonna, away. I also do. Um, I do a lot of public speaking on wellness getting through and moving beyond your divorce and self-care. Um, I just put out an article today on Thrive Global about um, loving your life, even if you're single on Valentine's Day, which, you know, some of your listeners may be. Um, it's all about you. Um, and, yeah, and, and I do a lot of coaching for people who are navigating all kinds of issues, including issues of step-parents trying to deal with difficult dynamics, which, you know, blended family dynamics are always difficult, and there's always five sides. You know, there's yours, there's the collective truth, the truth in the room, the the net equal of your uh, perspectives. You know, there's so many ways to look at things, and the best way to move forward with peace so that we're not in corners where we tend to go is by taking a step back and making space and always doing that age-old thing of truly putting the shoe on the other foot because life is short. Mm -hmm. And if we can take a step back, we can really take a leap forward. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. And you you have a 99% rate of keeping cases out of the courtroom. Is that correct? I do. So you are like great at like keeping things calm and keeping things civil? Well, I always say I'm like really bad at so many things and I'm really good at that. Yeah, because (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Um, you know, I feel like when when you're in it, if we don't focus on resolution, it's so easy to just spin out in the conflict. And the lawyers get paid more when you fight, right? Mm-hmm. And 
the, and the media expects us to fight, and maybe some of our friends who had difficult situations, they enable and inflame the war. And I've been, just by way of background, I've been a divorce attorney for 25 years. I worked in New York City for one of the busiest courthouses in the country, and for um, a year and a half, the judge who I was working for and I were the only people hearing every case in the entire borough of Staten Island. So you wow. can only imagine what that was like. Wow. We had some of the Sopranos members come through the courtroom. Um, wow. Not the characters, but, but well, they, they live there. Um, and, and, you know, I just saw firsthand how out of control a divorce can be if you let it. Mm. And so what Better Apart, the program, the book, the certification for professionals, the whole thing is all about taking ownership of your piece of the puzzle so that you can feel good. And then at the end of the day, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when you look back, you feel like you did things from a place of kindness, mm -hmm. from a place of wholeness, and not out of defensive reactivity. Mm -hmm. which, is, which can be so hard to do. So you, hard to do. When you're in that like mindset constantly, because I feel like, especially in like our stepmom roles and the co-parenting roles, like we get so like bombarded day by day by just like the high conflict, and it's hard to see the light and try and like trying to be positive. So I feel right. like a lot so of people are just looking for that direction. And there's not a lot out there. There's more and more in the in the positive divorce space than there was even five years ago. Um, but the reason I sort of launched the positive divorce movement is because I grew up with parents and step-parents, all of whom did it well. Everybody stayed in their lanes. Everybody got along. And I didn't realize how amazing all of my parents were, mm -hmm. including the step-parents, um, until I worked in the courthouse, and I was like, wow. I honestly feel like working in court was better than any therapist could have been because I just realized that my parents really sort of did that right. You know, they, they exercised what I now call the five elements, um, and the, the, the elements are peace, patience, respect, clarity and forgiveness. And mm -hmm. if you read Better Apart or you do my master class, which is a – you know, six-week online program that's available on my website as well, um, you'll see um, in depth what each of those steps are and how they can really help you have more skills. It's all about habit building because, as you know, when you're in it, it's like so hard to back out of the fight, you know, mm -hmm. and, yep. but if you have the skills and I'm happy to illuminate any of them, if you're interested, yes, I would um, love for you to talk about that. <laughs> so, so, the most important thing is about taking a step back and getting to neutral, right? Because only from neutral can we move forward. And neutrality is what peace is about. It's not like, oh, you know, we're all on a fluffy cloud with unicorns and rainbows, right? Mm -hmm. so, so we have to put our attention where we want our intentions to go, right? So if we think about neutral and we notice when we're not feeling neutral, um, only when we, we're noticing that we're feeling activated can we take a step back take a few deep breaths that's a great way to start right mm -hmm. so so when we're talking about patience we're talking about taking those steps back and so for instance if i'm going into a mediation and i know that there's going to be from my client's perspective the other client is going to be lying or exaggerating or mischaracterizing i might give them the skill set of taking three deep breaths in and out of their nose holding it at the top um 
And it really soothes their mind and it soothes their brain. And I, I say, you know, just because they're saying what they think is true doesn't mean it's true. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean the mediator thinks it's true. And I encourage them to do this breathing practice every morning when you wake up mm. and every evening before you go to sleep. And maybe at some random part of the day when everything's okay, because if you get in the habit of doing calming exercises when you're already calm, then when you feel activated, sure. it's more easy to, to access. Do you know sure, what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise, you know, you know how it goes. You're like in this unpleasant space and you can't come down because you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill them, right? Because right. you're like, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So, so um, and then self-respect is all about creating boundaries, right? Yes. So respect isn't about respecting the other person. It's about having clear boundaries, right, but still moving forward. And then forgiveness is telling yourself a story to to allow yourself to be your best you. Because at the end of the day, you we all want to like ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We want to feel good about who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to lose track of that when you're in the drama. Right, of when you're the, reacting. When you're in people's. it. Yeah. When, you're, when you're reactive instead of responsive, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And And, you know, all of these things are aspirational, but... Little by little, if you start to build the habit, moment by moment, you, they can really, you can embody these ideals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes so practice. that's really what my, my work is about. You know, mm-hmm. I, I work with individuals. I lead group classes. I do talks. Mm-hmm. And now I'm actually training lawyers. And wow. I have two trainings running tomorrow and next week. And they get certified in the Better Apart Method. So hopefully they can have greater empathy and understanding for their clients so they're not just fueling the fight, which is sure. what I've seen way too much of. Right. That's amazing. Can you, can you describe um, a little bit more about mediation? So for, uh, for our listeners and Gannette in particular, <laughs> she and her husband will be going through the mediation process here in a bit. And mm-hmm. we really want to know from your perspective of, you know, what exactly is mediation? What can people expect from it? How do you prepare? How do you sure. make it successful? Sure. So let me tell you, um, um, and in Better Apart, I actually go through all the different kinds of approaches Mm -hmm. to divorce in length. But mediation in particular means that you have a third-party neutral, literally not on either of your sides, just there to help the two parties touch on every topic that they need to address and reach a mutual understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like they're neutral. They are not either of your advocate. Now, depending on the neutral, they may advise you as to what the law is in broad brushstrokes. Sometimes mediators are not lawyers. They don't even know what the law is. <laughs> um, sometimes the mediator is a lawyer from another state, so they're going to know generally what topics need to be covered. But again, they're not going to advise you as to law. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I tell everybody to do, every, even people who call me for mediation is to go have one consultation with a lawyer and learn your rights Mm -hmm. and learn what the variety of outcomes may be if you went to court, like from from this side to that side, not the what should I do, because nobody's going to be able to tell you that in one hour generally if it's a global conversation about your whole life, maybe if it's just a finite issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But you get a consulting lawyer to give you advice and then you go to the mediation and you work it out there. And if you feel like you can't stand up on your own two feet in the mediation, 
you ask if your lawyer can come with you to mediation. I I do that all the time. It's attorney-assisted mediation. Now, typically, the mediator is going to require that the other side consent to it. And sometimes the other side, meaning like your ex, right, Mm -hmm. the other side gets angry because they'll feel that they're being bullied, so then they want to bring in somebody else. You know, they want their own lawyer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that can feel, um, that can get expensive, but sometimes it's necessary. You know, you spend a bunch of money up front, and then you don't fight about it again. Sure, right. Gannett, do you have, like, so in your situation, so in Gannett's situation, I think, you are not planning on going. Do you ever see, uh, Gabrielle, do you ever see stepmoms go to mediation? No, 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 no. We do. Uh, never. Okay. You brought it No, because point. it's not oh. really, yeah, I mean, the step parent is not actually part of the dynamic, even mm-hmm. though they are part of the new family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons that when the original parents come in, I always say to them, I want as many details as you can get. People say, oh, we'll work it out, we'll work it out. And I always say, the problems come. I always know when people come in and they say, everything's been great, and suddenly there's a problem. I'll say, did she just get married or did he just get married? Because <laughs> the new person comes in and they have their own ideas, uh-huh. right? And so that... That's that's a lot about boundaries too, right? So like mm-hmm. some of that is like respecting the uh, the other person's boundaries as well. It's very complicated, yeah, right? Yep. So knowing where to hold on and where to let go because it's really um it is very emotional for both sides mm-hmm. and the more understanding there is between you, the further you're going to get. Mhm. And Gabrielle, you said it just a minute ago about uh, both parties consenting to having support. And that's something that my spouse and I are learning, which is why, you know, I don't plan to attend is because um, in the state of Washington, and I don't know if this applies to all states, that each party has to consent to, uh, whether it be an attorney or a family uh, member, a uh, person of support in general. Um, is that the case for most states, would you say? Yes, okay. absolutely. I've actually never, ever been in a mediation where there was a support person other than a lawyer present ever. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. if that's if if you're feeling left out, I would say you know I wouldn't take it personally. It is like really normal. I've been like yeah. this is all I've been doing for my whole life. <laughs> like actually, my whole yeah, adult actually, life. In this case was more than okay. Not yeah. Attending. <laughs> you're like I don't um, want to go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, like it's you know just... let's see how this works with just the two yeah. parents and, and it's you more... know what they can come up with. Like how you can support your husband as mm-hmm. he prepares. Right. It's more about that than my presence. Right. About Mm -hmm. making sure that your husband has clear ideas. Before you go into mediation, you know, you need to have a sense of what you want, where you can give, where you can let go, and where you can hold on. Because if you get too wedded to your position, you're going to spend your kid's entire childhood fighting. And, you know, I've got kids now on the other end of it, older, and... um, it really, I know it's so cliche to say that you're going to like be rolling your eyes, but childhood really goes by so fast. And like, yes. you don't want to spend the whole childhood fighting. It's just like right. not worth it. Yeah. It's just not. Because your kids are not going to have positive memories. Mm-hmm. And like, why do we want that? You don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, no, nobody wants to be in this situation. Yeah. And not I, you, not your ex. And I mean, not your husband's ex. Yeah. Sure. I feel like sometimes as stepmoms we get frustrated because we we 
are witnessing the tension and the conflict that comes between these two people that were once together mm -hmm. and the child, the children get lost in that where totally. we, we have like, sometimes it's, you know, we're either reminding our spouses like, Hey, this is about the kiddo. This isn't about you two. Or my husband and I are just frustrated because it's like, she doesn't even like, like pay attention to what this is all actually for and what it's about, which is her kid. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens a lot. And sometimes I have counseled spouses to engage the step-parent as, like, an, as a, um, a friend is overstating it, but as an ally because we're all raising the kid together. And actually that person oftentimes, you know, gets along better with your ex-spouse than you did. and mm -hmm. And they may have skills similar to yours. So, like, let's say you know, you're organized and your husband's ex is organized, you may be able to do planning things together that mm -hmm. she couldn't do with him and that sort of thing. But losing sight of the kid happens so often. and It's very normal that a step-parent who's removed from the dynamic might see that clearly. So if you have a positive rapport with the other parent or – Again, not necessarily positive, but neutral <laughs> rapport with right. the other parent. You might be able to make more headway than your husband's can because mm -hmm. that other person, you know, the the bio mom or whatever you know you want to refer to her as, mm -hmm. is is um, so frustrated oftentimes by her ex that she can't even like hear his voice. <laughs> you know, right. whatever he yeah. says is going to be wrong. Whereas if you're on a semi-positive note, she might be able to hear it better. That is not always the case. Sometimes oh. the, the ex doesn't even want to know that you're alive. Exactly. Right. I mean, yep. <laughs> so it, you know, it really runs the gamut and it's, it's a whole, you know, benefit burden weighing, you know, like what is the value here for the kid? And as I think, um, we were talking on the phone on Saturday, mm -hmm. um, you know, I have represented um, moms who are frustrated because the stepmom keeps appearing at an IEP meeting. Right. Yeah. And and I said, you know, well, my first instinct was like, well, she shouldn't be there. But then my next question was, well, who's doing the homework with the kids, right? Yeah. Like if mm -hmm. the stepmom's doing the homework. And then I said, well, if you don't want her to do the homework, do you want to just have the kid every weeknight after school? Because that might be appropriate also. I mean, if the dad's not available, you could certainly get a change of custody, right, right. in many cases. Yeah. But she said, well, I don't really want to do that. I said, well, <laughs> if you don't want a change of custody and the stepmom works well with your kid, don't you think it makes sense for the stepmom to hear what the kid's needs are? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I have, you know? I, I personally have been to all of my, step, uh, my stepson's IEP meetings because... Because of that very reason, yes. Yeah, so right. thank you for advocating. <laughs> well, sometimes it has to be, and sometimes it does you know, it's, it's so highly nuanced. It really is. And again, just always put the shoe on the other foot. Just the more you can do that, the more you're going to be able to tap into your compassionate self. And believe me, I, you know, I'm half Italian. I'm as hot-headed as you can think of, right? And like, I, you know, and I think I'm right. And, you know, I'm a lawyer. We all talk a lot and think we're right and all that. But, like, at the end of the day, we don't make any progress when we are just so set in our own ways. Mm -hmm. We just don't. You, you don't have to agree with everything that, that everybody else says, but at least hearing them um, that's another thing that I talk a lot about is reflective listening, mm -hmm. um, yeah. which is 
so unbelievably powerful. You can just say, hey, I hear you feel intruded upon by my wife coming to the meetings. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if your husband just says, I, 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 I hear that. And then, you know, she'll, she'll say, yeah, I do. And he'll say, can I have a turn? And then if there's a good mediator there, he might say, I feel that our son slash daughter will get the best support if all the people parenting him slash her have an understanding of what is going on developmentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she would just be allowed to reflect that back. And somehow, as if by magic, yeah. just being heard yep. Yep. sort of like takes the, the wind out of the sails of the argument. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Like, we all I, just I want just, to feel validated in whatever That's we're all feeling. any of this is. Like, I used to say, it was like the one-two punch. When I, when I worked in that crazy courthouse, um, I used to say, like, as soon as I made somebody get teary-eyed, it would mm-hmm. settle. Yeah. It was just all about being seen. Yep. Being and seen I and bet... evoking that emotion that is, because I feel like in a lot of these situations, it's, I mean, what's so upsetting about it, everything is that a relationship ended, right? Like, I feel like that that's, that was the, re- like, that's what catalyst, was the catalyst to where you're at now is the relationship is severed and there's still those feelings there. I think sometimes it's not so much about the relationship ending. I think it's about the loss of the family. Mm-hmm. It's the reformed family that sure. is hard to um, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I have I know a lot of people. I've worked with a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who you know have no regrets about getting married, d- divorced whatsoever. Sure. And some of them are even like happily married to other people, but they they just have this deep sense of loss for not having a nuclear family for their children. Mm-hmm. And that sense of loss is real. It doesn't mean that it was a mistake and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything other than, you know, there's sort of a death of a dream and that's that's valid. Because mm-hmm. it's it's you know, it's a feeling it and it's pretty universal if there is any kind of um, bond or sense of family to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that the person necessarily still wants to be married to your husband. It just might right. mean that they're like sad that it's like not just the two of them parenting this kid. It could be that simple. I yeah. like that, the death of a dream. Yeah, yeah I feel like that yeah. That perspective really hits for stepmoms in a way of, so that just kind of triggered my thought is we talk to a lot of stepmoms that are feeling really insecure or even jealous about the relationship uh, that they once nah. had. And, I don't even think, and it's like, you know, I totally understand because a new woman has come in. Sometimes they're in the same house that they shared with their ex. Sometimes, you know, there's pictures They're you know, they don't want to go on the same vacations that they went on with their, with their ex. But just as a stepmom thinking this was a good decision that that ended. Yeah. And, and it was, by the way, good for everybody. I, I just posted in my story, um, like, Divorce isn't sad. It's happy. What would be sad is the ending of a good marriage. Mm. Like, no good marriage. Something like that. Like, right. like you know, um, so for stepmoms, I would say, you know, I can totally relate to the sense of feeling insecure or maybe threatened in some way that these people have this child, you know, whatever, some mm-hmm. history that you, you're not part of and you can't be part of. But those two people didn't belong together because if they belong together, they'd still be together. Yeah. And those two people still have this child to raise together. They do, whether or not the stepmothers want to know that or, you know, not everybody maybe wants to hear that, but it, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. But you can also be a beautiful, amazing 
part of raising the child. And that depends on how old the kid is and how you come in and how often you see the kid and how open, quite frankly, both parents are to that. Because the best thing for the child is for the parents to be aligned with each other. And the best thing for the parents is for them both to be in happy relationships. So it's like, it's got to be a give and a take from mm-hmm. all sides. Absolutely. You know, but when we get in fight stance, we are not helping anybody. We're not. Like, if you have a really difficult, if your spouse is a really difficult ex, the best thing may be to, like, bow out of the dynamic with the ex and just let the two of them deal with each other if mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. And what if, just in your perspective, what if the ex kind of attacks the stepmom and and won't allow that to happen because I, I well, uh, well what do you mean by attack uh, because you verbal, should always stay safe like, you know yeah like verbal attacks are just really discounting their presence in general um, minimizing what they do for their family I feel like I mean you the stepmom really needs to back away from dealing with the like don't put yourself in the position where you have to see the mom, which may mean you just bow out of certain things sure. because, you, you know, the mom and the dad, I don't know if most of your step-parents are moms, um, but yeah. whatever, whichever the step-parent is, um, the, it, in most circumstances, they're going to be included in mostly everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, for some reasons, unfortunately, they can't go to everything. I mean, I've had friends who are divorced who are now remarried and, like, their husbands just can't go to, you know, certain soccer games or swim meets because the kid's dad feels very uncomfortable. And so she just makes the da- the stepdad stay home, which makes mm-hmm. her sad, but she's just respecting the wishes of the father. And it's, you know, better for the girls not to have an upset father. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, these kids grow up really fast. Mm-hmm. You want to take the bits of good that you can take and enjoy and embrace. Um, just embrace all the good. That's all I can really say. Mm-hmm. Um, going head to head is not going to help anybody. It's not going to help the child. It's not going to help your dynamic with your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, you know, even if you won in court, you'd still lose. It's still more fighting, more fighting. It's like a, even if you're right, it's still not going to be right. You know, that whole, like, yeah. it's all, it be right or kind, kind of always right. Yep. Yep. You know, I don't know if I'm saying, like, unpopular things on a no, radical no, stepmom yeah, no. podcast, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I've done this, so, you know, I've just been dealing with this forever. And I grew up with blended families. Mm-hmm. And I say families because, um, I, you know, I had a stepfather my whole childhood since I was, like, 10 Mm -hmm. and my father had a different girlfriend every three years who Mm -hmm. would become like a step family and then be gone and then Mm -hmm. another you know I have I had stepsisters stepbrothers I still know many of them you know and it's just um you know it's it's just a um sort of a patchwork quilt and we're it's sort of I think if you view your role as part of a tight village for Mm -hmm. the child it's probably going to give you the most peace because like you don't want to feel angry all the time or upset or agitated right Mm -hmm. the stepmoms like it's annoying Mm -hmm. and you have no control over it exactly it's exhausting and what is the point you have no let's say everything i said is wrong Mm -hmm. right which it's not but let's say it is (laughs) (laughs) like i said i i'm very bad at a lot of things but i'm very good at this um you're not you have no legal standing either like yep so 
you just build the love with the child. Mm -hmm. And if the child doesn't want to let you in now, that's okay too. You know, I was very dismissive of my stepfather for so many years. Um, And as an adult, I I mean, if you follow me, I post him all the time. I even mm -hmm. write about it a little bit. Um, You know, he's so close to my kids and he's just, he's a wonderful father-in-law. Like, he's just great. I love, I completely love him. You know, and now when he hangs up with me, he'll be like, love you, sweetie. I'm like, did he just say love you, sweetie? It's like the weirdest thing. Um, <laughs> and it's not like I ever fought with him because I just never had, you know, I was not a very argumentative um, child, which I know that sounds funny because I'm a divorce lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but I was always very strong-minded, you know, clear. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then some of my dad's girlfriends I completely loved. And some of them, you know, the ones who couldn't deal with my mom, I actually didn't like at all. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I acted nice to, to all of them. But the ones who, like, didn't let my mom come to my eighth grade graduation party or something like that because she was jealous. You see, it's, mm-hmm. this is the thing. Sometimes the stepmom's the jealous one. Sometimes yep. the insecure one, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, m- my parents always had a great relationship. And every once in a while, my father had a, a girlfriend who was the jealous person. And, um, you know, I think it was unfortunate because I think it also inter it interacted negatively with my brother and my relationship with her too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can't, we have to work on ourselves, whether we're married, single, divorced, we're the bio mom, we're the step mom. We have to feel confident. That's, that's like our life's work to love ourselves and feel confident in ourselves. And when we feel confident and secure none of all this stuff is going to melt away exactly. it just is yep, yep. and that's you know like, not to say we don't all have days where we feel insecure yep. everybody does right mm-hmm. every single human being this is there's one thing i've learned in my whirlwind better apart tour this year and i've like met all kinds of people in all kinds of venues and spoken with like the best of the best everyone gets in bad moods everyone mm-hmm. has off days everyone feels upset or insecure sometimes but it's our job to build up ourselves from the inside out, to create those positive mantras that we write on the you know, bathroom sink and put mm-hmm. it by our bedside. I'm radiantly calm. Mm. I am radically successful. I deeply love and respect myself. Mm-hmm. I accept myself wholly. Whatever feels like a little bit of a reach, say it. Say it to yourself a thousand times a day. And when you're feeling triggered, if you're in the habit of saying it, you're going to say, I radiantly accept myself. Mm-hmm. And then you feel a little bit better because mm-hmm. we can't control other people. Exactly. I was just about to say that. That I feel I, I, I feel these when I get emails and and DMs from these stepmoms that they're just they are just heartbroken and so sad and want so badly for their family to be in a certain way. And you know I'll walk them through certain things that they can do as as far as like creating boundaries or or what. But it always comes back to looking within themselves. And, That's exactly right. And taking care of themselves that you that can't is exactly change. right. And and again with the shoe on the other foot, the other mom probably mm-hmm. feels like she wants boundaries around her original family because again she's not mourning your husband. Remember that. She probably doesn't want your husband back. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> she really doesn't. I mean, I haven't met many women who are like, Oh, I never should have left. Like men maybe sometimes say that. Women no. No, no, no. <laughs> she does not want your husband back. No way. So but she's pro- she might be sad that she doesn't have her family. Sure. Yeah. So if you can, like, understand that, 
Mm-hmm. That's a place, that's like a neutral feeling. I think most people can sort of understand that. Like, you might get in the blame cycle of like, well, you shouldn't have done this. and But like, that's not serving anybody. Yeah. That's not serving you, right? So if you just allow yourself or help yourself to like feel a little bit of what she feels. I'm not saying to go and like be her best friend and hug her and cry with her. I'm just saying, <laughs> but <you're, laughs> I'm just saying like yeah, a little bit. A little bit more compassion. A little bit more compassion. You you will find magical openings within yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's going to feel good to you, right? Like, think about it like that. Like, imagine yourself like a tight flower and, like, you just settle and you open, you unfurl, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can, everything's more easeful. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think um, having that mindset can be can be really powerful, especially in those high conflict moments when just reminding every, yourself. Every, every day, remind yourself that this is a day of your life and you want to fill it with peace and ease. And as you can tell by how quickly I talk, it's not like I'm this like naturally super Zen person, right? <laughs> so like I, I write about patience because I have, I've had to work a lot on patience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we, we teach what we need to learn. Every single one of us does that. That's, and that makes us the best teachers because we really internalize the lessons. Absolutely, yeah. And so I think, you know, what you're doing is a beautiful thing, offering support to all of these people. And it's, it's really, you know, um, an upward battle. You know, the wicked stepmother of the past is not a thing, right? right? But there's yeah. still the stories, right? Like, there. You know, I always say if my kids had a stepmother, like, I would be so nice to her that she'd be like, I can't believe you guys broke up. She's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, you know, but but I'm older and I've been around the block about a thousand times, right? So I I just think that um, the best advice you can give yourself is to, you know, give yourself a great big hug and know you're doing the best job that you can possibly do Mm -hmm. and give the other person the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, she's probably doing the best she can, even if it's not all that great. Right. Yeah. And, and then to just refocus on the relationship that you have with your spouse. I feel like that's something that us stepmoms have to try and remember is that we're in this because of we're in love with our partner. And that's right. And we like, that's kind of my gauge when, when shit hits the fan, it's just like, Oh my gosh, I get so, I get so overwhelmed and I want to respond to her emails or I want to, you know, prove a point or do something. And it's just like, you know what? I'm going to step back and, and go on a date with my husband. <laughs> and That's just, amazing. And just focus I have on a, a, a very close um, person to me who um, you sound just like she, she had a circumstance like that. And, you know, she had the benefit of me. So she'd like write, show me the email. be like, can I send this? I'd be like, no, do not send that. Like, here's the answer. No, do not send the email. That's uh-huh. just the answer. Now, it, what yeah. you can do is three days later, set up an appointment with the mediator mm. for for your husband and for her. Mm-hmm. In this circumstance, that reminds me of what you're saying. I mean, it's not like their situation is perfect, but they're maybe four or five years in now. And she's remarried. Like, it's just, it's all so much better. And it mm-hmm. started off, I mean, it couldn't have been worse, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really slow and steady and leading with love. 
I know that sounds so like not Brooklyn, New York cool, but (laughs) but it's just the truest thing. It really is. I mean, there's really that it's just true. You know, I always Mm -hmm. say like I'm working, you know, everybody's like, oh, be authentic, be authentic. I'm like, I'm working on being less authentic. Like Mm -hmm. I am very authentic. Mm -hmm. um, But leading with love is just the only way forward. Yeah. And I think that's what we all hope for is for, you know, things to get better and us to grow and change out of these like conflict ridden cycles and to get totally to a point where we can have conversations. The problem and... is that the other, if the person's not ready to do that and they may mm-hmm. never be. Mm-hmm. So let me, it's just ma- sorry, making I... your peace with that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask ahead, a question so right on that because that's a question I had. Um, and you led right into that, Gabrielle. So when does mediation not work? I know you have a very high success rate, 99%, uh, keeping cases out so, of the courtroom. So in what, in what cases or have you seen or what, common themes, issues, yeah, um, or totally. hurdles have you, have you gotten? So um, mediation doesn't work when, when um, well, first of all, when somebody wants to grow, go across the country and the other person says no, right? Like relocation cases, mediation doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mediation doesn't work when someone, um, I hate to throw around the word narcissist mm-hmm. um, because I think it is completely overused, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm just going to say when somebody is extraordinarily rigid in their position and not only is there no bending, because sometimes there's no bending in a position, but there's bending in other things. Mm-hmm. Um, mediation doesn't work when, when somebody is so set that they are right and the other person is wrong um, and um, and the person is, is – um, but even, even so, if you have a skillful mediator, you can probably do it. If someone's just a liar, right, and you're trying to work out financial things, which mm-hmm. I don't, doesn't sound like is what comes up for you guys so much, but financial things, you can't go to mediation if the other person is not going to disclose assets. Yep. Also, mediation can be a really big stall tactic, mm-hmm. right? So instead of fighting something out, you just make meeting after meeting after meeting, but you actually have no intention of ever resolving. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, like, mediating, you know, I'd, I'd be interested, like, if, if I were mediate, mediating the case between your husband and his ex, you know, I, I don't know anything about it, but I, I feel like, <laughs> I you know, I could do probably that. do that for you. Like, have them call me, I'll do it online, oh right? I mean, <laughs> I would I, love that because it's you know, very we, rare. Mm-hmm. Now, it may take some time to get both people on the same page. And if one of the people has if if a, a really litigious lawyer has somebody's ear, mm-hmm. it's harder to mediate. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you're at the table with somebody who's constantly saying, let's just go to court, well, let's just go to court, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, but I would say ask yourself before you have any kind of fight, like, is this worth fighting? You know, I, I have um, a friend who, um, let's see how to say this. Um, she had a, a child who wanted to go to school in the district where her spouse lived. Mm. Okay. And that was so hard for her. Um, and she would have, I think definitely not like it was out of district or whatever it was. Basically my friend decided to let the father just put the kid in the school mm. and not have the fight. And that was like really hard for me to watch, you know, because I knew my friend was really suffering and, you know, for a variety of, she just decided to just be really pacifist about it. Mm-hmm. And those years um, really sort of softened the relationship between my friend and her spouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now the kid is back in the school district where the mom is, which, you know, it just, it, it sort of, it came back. Oh, and the kid, 
the kid came back. Like it, it just all worked out. Sometimes these things are just all about the fight. Just think about that mm-hmm. before you even waste any money on any of this. Like sometimes it's okay to just give in. Oh, you can't negotiate with a terrorist. Mm, uh-huh. <laughs> <Makes> okay. <laughs> so if, if, so, so the, that is probably, you know, the biggest thing. You can't negotiate with someone who just won't negotiate. You just mm-hmm. can't. Right. Mm-hmm. But you may be able to um, manipulate is a strong word. You may be able to find things that you can give the terrorists that will make the terrorists back off because most of the terrorists in the divorce are not actual terrorists. They're just hurt human beings. Right. Yeah. There's that compassion again. Yeah. It's all about compassion. Mm -hmm. Maybe send some Valentine's Day cards. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It depends. That might be okay. You know, something. Um, So I want to talk about your book for a little bit. so the so better apart the radically positive way to separate who is the audience for this book like who oh my god it is you know i was hoping all the lawyers who are litigating would read it and be like oh we've been doing this wrong all this time but who's actually reading it (laughs) are people who want to feel better in their life who feel like they need a little support to get through their divorce to move beyond whatever divorce situation is around them to be a better parent, be a better step-parent, be a better mom or friend or sister to somebody going through divorce. It's really a very deep self-help book Mm. to help you. It gives very actionable steps Mm -hmm. to engage more deeply with yourself and to actively visualize your future, your next best stage. There's a little section um, which I call the VER protocol, Mm -hmm. visualize, internalize, realize, spend less time in the blame and more time in the visualization. Mm -hmm. And the more you make the habit of the active visualization, the more it becomes internalized into who and what you are, the more it will be realized in your life. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Did you, do you write that? Is that in the book? I did. It is. (laughs) I don't know if it's those words, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all so, so, so basically, um, this book is, it's a really easy read. I had the intention, originally it was called Your Elegant Divorce. Mm. Um, but then I decided I wanted to take the word divorce out of it and make it for a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so that people who weren't actually necessarily getting divorced would also be drawn to it. It is, um, I wanted to make it so that you could just open to any page and do an exercise. Mm. It's broken into these five subcategories and then um which is patience respect peace clarity and forgiveness and then it goes through navigating after divorce holiday parties you know um you know it well it was written before all the instagram stuff so it mostly talks about just social media and that kind of thing um it talks about finances it talks about different kinds of parenting plans things to consider when forming a parenting plan you know the temperament of you your ex the child um you know, there's just, there's so much in it. Obviously, what, yeah, but when it's a book, you can't go into everything in as much detail as I would like to, which is why I, I do one-to-one consultations with people, mm-hmm. you know, to get through, to get through harder times. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, and, and also if you're not a reader, you can do the book on Kindle. And like I said, um, if anybody wants to sign up for the Better Apart Masterclass, if you put in the code BETTER30, that knocks $30 off. Awesome. And it comes with a, um, a complimentary mini consultation with me one-to-one. So, um, so if you get the course, you get six weeks, it's self 
it's self-timed, but it's um, encouraged to do it over six weeks, two seven to ten minute videos a week, and then there's like a little nice little writing exercise that you can try on, see what you like, and then at any point, if you want to have a consultation with me, um, that comes with, you have to just send me an email and say, hey, I just bought your course, mm-hmm. I'd like to schedule a call, because I've got this situation that I really, really want to talk about with you, yeah. I don't know what the heck to do, and um, and then we'll have a one-to-one, you can send me a email or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's also um, at Gabrielle. This is all available at GabrielleHartley.com. Um, there's also a divorce survival kit that has a co-parenting um, guide, a financial blueprint, and also um, you know an outline of the essential elements of Better Apart. So awesome. hopefully that's all really helpful to your listeners. Yeah, it will be. Um, I feel like that's a really cool, a really cool tool to for stepmoms to take to their husbands and kind of do it. Totally. The stepmom can do it themselves, too. They can, you know, maybe they can get the course for their husband and they can use the call for themselves. Like, I'm not checking who's watching the video. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. You know, let let the husband watch the video or do the worksheets or take take what you want from it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. not everything is for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, that's great. And I'll I'll have all of this written up on uh, on our episode notes. So listeners, perfect. You guys and I'll also create stuff. a page um, within GabrielleHartley.com that will link back to your site. Perfect. Great. Um, so, th- thank you so much. This is oh, this not is at awesome. All. I, I totally admire your wealth of knowledge, and yeah. you have been, been very, very successful. <laughs> and and on top of it, you're a mother to three boys. Is that how do you balance oh it God. all, Gabrielle? Yeah, how do you do it all? Um, balance, let's call it integrate and not balance. (laughs) It's integrated. I don't know if it's balanced. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot. I am definitely, um, fully engaged on all fronts, but it's fun. I, you know, I, I, I really, I have, I've, I wouldn't trade my life for anybody else's. Yeah. I love it. You've, you've, thank you for all the work that you do. I'm sure that you've just impacted a lot of people's lives. Oh, you're so kind. And thank you for the work you're doing. It's amazing. Thank you. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, like we said, everything will be in our episode notes. Um, and if you have any questions, you can send us an email or DM. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.